Perak Aleph Mishnah Zion. Hatemet. Al Shlohichmetz Eyo Nikach Kesef Meiser Uposel Asa Mikva. And Mishahichmetz Nikach Kesef Meiser Veeno Posel Asa Mikva. Temed is where they place water on top of the chetzanim, the peels, and the zaga and seeds of crushed up grapes. Ukeshemachmetz, and when it ferments, it becomes into a, a drink as a flavor of wine. So Ashlo Hichmas, before it ferments, one cannot use money of Maishashini to purchase it, meaning one who has fruit of Maishashini, and he transfers the Kedusha from the fruit onto Kesef, onto money. He brings that money up to Shalim, and he spends it on food and drink in Shalim, and he eats it with Torah's Maishashini. As the Pasuk says, Now, Temed, before it ferments, we view it just as plain water. And plain water is forbidden to purchase with the money of Mahishini, just plain water. That would be forbidden. So until it ferments, one cannot use this money of Mahishini to buy this, this Temed in Yushalayim because it's viewed as plain water. And Uposel Esha Mikvah. It'll posel a Mikvah, meaning every Mikvah that does not have 40 Sa. If three Lug of Mayim Shuvim of drawn water falls inside, it'll posel the Mikvah. However, if, say, Yain wine or some other drink falls into the Mikvah, it does not posel it unless there's shinoi Ma'ar's change in the appearance of the mikvah. So Temed, before it ferments, we view it as Ma'ar, this plain water, and if three lug of that of this Temed falls into the mikvah, it would passel the mikvah. However, Mishahichmetz, once it ferments, and now it becomes like wine, Nigach, because of Ma'ar, one could use the money of Ma'ashashini to buy it in Yishlam and eat it, but Torah's Ma'ashashini, it will not passel the mikvah unless there's shinoi Ma'ar's change in the appearance, like we explained. Next case, Ha'akin Hashutvin, brothers that are partners in a Yerusha. So Kishachayavin Bikolbon Biturin Bimaiser Behema. Kishachayavin Bimaiser Behema Biturin Mina Kolbon. So what is a Kolbon? Kolbon is a Tosefis Makubet, an additional coin that one gives together with the Machs Shekel tax to the base Hamitosh. So a regular person gives his Machs Shekel and he also gives the Kolbon. However, one who gives, say, for an Ani, or he's giving for his neighbor as a matana this nacht shekel, then one would be exempt from giving the kolbon. And so to a father who's giving the nacht shekel for his children, for his sons, as a matana, he would be exempt from the kolbon. However, shutfim partners, hashokum that are giving the nacht shekel um, as one, they're chayv in the kolbon, and according to the dasacherim, each one gives their own kolbon. Um, and with regards to Meiser Behema, the law is that Shutfim are exempt from Meiser Behema. Mikol Havad from all of the babies that are born from the animals they own with partners. So the bishop is coming to teach us that if these Ach of these brothers, Shu as Abim, they inherited their father's estate. Chalko B'nech they divided the Nechaz with Yerusha, and then B'chazur B'nech then they became partners afterwards. Chayil V'dinam K'shutim, since they have the status of partners, Shechayavim that are chayiv in the kalbon, they'd be exempt from Meiser Behema. And whereas the flip case, when they're chayiv in Meiser Behema, they're exempt from the kalbon. For example, If the brothers never, um, If the brothers never divided the assets of the estate. So, the asses are viewed as if they're still in their father's domain. Since they're not like partners now, from the blood of the babies that are born, 
Shenoblu that are born from the animals of the Yerusha, so now they'd be exempt from the Kalbon, like the dead of a father, who gives the Mach Shekel for his son, who's exempt from the Kalbon. Another case, Kalmokom Shiyesh Mefer Ein Knas, Kalmokom Shiyesh Knas Ein Mecher. So what's this? So any place where there's a mecher to the father for his daughter, meaning a father has a zuchus to sell his daughter as an am, as a maidservant, as long as she's a katana, a minor. So when he has that ability, ain knas, ain la'av bile knas, meaning if one is ma'anes, uh, one rapes or mafatah seduces this daughter, one would not be chayef to pay the knas to the father of chamishim kesef of 50 kesef, um, which is mentioned by a na'ar in, in Sefer Devarim over there. But if there is a kanas, the hainu, meaning the girl that was a na'ara, she has a simayunaris after she is 12 years and one day old. So one, of them, one is ma'anas, he seduces, or mafata, uh, sorry, one who um, rapes, or mafata, or seduces this girl when she's a na'ara, she's, he, the seducer, or the, or the, uh, the, the raper, is chayib now, to pay the father the kanas. So at that stage, then a mecher. The father does not have the ability to sell her as a amma, as a maidservant. And this Mishnah follows the opinion of Reb Meir, but according to the Chamin, Shekatana mibas sholosh shanim, a katana that's already just three years old in one day, until she brings Simayinaris, yesh la mecher, the father could sell her as a maidservant, yesh la knas, and if she's seduced or raped, the, uh, the, the fellow has to pay the knas to the father. So what is Mion? If you have a Yasoma Katana, where the mother or the brother marries her off with her consent, she's permitted to do Mion, and if she does not want to be with her husband anymore, she just says, Aini Rosa, I don't want you, and she can leave the marriage without a get. This is up until the stage where she receives Simayinaris. So before she receives Simayinaris, if she doesn't want to be with the husband, she just leaves without a get. So in the stage of a miyun, ain't chalitza. There's not going to be chalitza. Because a katana is not right for chalitza if, for example, she were to fall to yibam. And v'chamakam sheish chalitza, scenarios where there is a chalitza, meaning she has simayinaris, and she's right for chalitza, ain't miyun. Miyun would no longer be applicable. In the last case, v'chamakam sheish tekiya ain't havdala. V'chamakam sheish havdala ain't tekiya. So what does this mean? What they would do is that on Erev Shabbos, they would know like, to blow the shofar sheish tekiyos, six tekiyos. The first was to be mevatel. People should stop the plowing in the field and other melechos of the field. That's done by mincha time. The second is linol hachanios, to close the shops. The third is near shkiyasachama, so people should remo- remove their pots from the oven and to put away their hot foods and to light neros. Then they waited the amount of time it took to either roast a small fish or to be davak to place the breads in the oven. And then they did a tekiah, a trua, a tekiah, and then they would stop. And the Mishnah is coming to teach us that even on Yamtiv, that falls out on Erev Shabbos, they still blew the shofar because people have to stop doing work of ochal nefesh. Yamtiv is permitted to cook, it's, it's, it's permitted to bake. Shabbos, it's not. So even these melechos, you have to stop. And therefore, when Yamtiv would fall out on Erev Shabbos, they blew the tekiyos. And therefore, when there is tekiyos, in Havdalah, there is no Havdalah. Meaning, on Erev Shabbos, you don't say Havdalah. Not in Davening, or not Alakos either. But when there is Havdalah, meaning on Motzi Shabbos, in tekiyos, there's no need to blow the shofar. And the Mishnah gives examples. 
So Yantif Shechal Liyot Be'erev Shabbos. And Yantif falls on an Erev Shabbos token. They blow the shofar in order, in order to notify the Am that it's Aser now to do, to, to do work of Ochel Nefesh, which was permitted on Yantif, but it'll be Aser on Shabbos. And Velomavdun, there is no Havdalah, because the Kedusha of Shabbos that's coming in now is more Hummer than the Kedusha of Yantif. So there's no need for an Havdalah. But b'motzi Shabbos and Yom Tov falls out on motzi Shabbos mavdilin velo token. We do a havdala because the kedusha of Shabbos, which is leaving, is more strict than the kedusha of Yom Tov, which is coming in. Uh, but velo token, there's no need to there's no need to blow the shofar because it's no longer Shabbos. Ketzer uh, mavdilin. Now, how do you do havdala on Yom Tov? Shechal that falls out on motzi Shabbos. How is havdala done? Hamavdil ben Kodesh le Kodesh. You say Hamavdil ben Kodesh le Kodesh. It more explains that the chasima of the bracha. You say Hamavdil ben Kodesh le Kodesh, but the psicha, the opening of the pasa of, of the bracha, is Hamavdil ben Kodesh le Chol. And Rabbi Dosa Omer, Rabbi Dosa says ben Kodesh Chamer le Kodesh Hakal. That's what we say. But the lacha does not fall like Rabbi Dosa because otherwise it looks like we're being we're being mezazel and in yamtif by calling it kedusha hakala light kedusha. We don't want to we don't want to say that it's like a zilzal to the yamtif. So the lacha does not follow like Rabbi Dosa. Okay, that concludes the first parak. Moving right along to parak beis mishnah back into the topic of shechita. Hashochet one who shechts echad ba'ov he shechts one simon by the oaf either the kane or the veshet ushnayim the behema. Or he shechts two smanim by the behema. Shechitasai kasher. The shechitas kasher. And the Gemara explains that why do we use lashon of b'diyavad? We use this lashon because of hashochet echad ba'of. That davka b'diyavad is a shechita kasher when you shecht one simon by the oaf. But lechatchila, even by the oaf, one has to shecht both of the simanim. The rubai shall echad kamayu. That if you shecht rov of the simon, it's as if you shechted the whole simon. However, lechatchila, one should be miskaven to shecht the entire simon. Rabbi Yehuda Omer, ad sheyishchot es havridin. So what's vridin? These are the gidei hatzavra, the sinews of the neck that are filled with blood. These are the veins. And the Gemara explains Rabbi Yehuda, his, his intention is only on the oaf. You have to cut the vridin, the veins, at the time of the shechita, to remove the blood. Because since the derech was to roast the bird as one, we want to remove the blood prior. And this that we say, You don't have to actually shecht the veins. As long as you do an akiva, you make a puncture in the hole of the veins, that would suffice. Now, if you shechted half of a simon by the oaf, and one and a half simon by the behema, you shechted half of the simon by the oaf, or 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 simon or or simon echad kula, or one full simon and half of a simon by the behema. Shechitasai pesula. The shechita is no good, and so too if one is shechting shechetzav shall call echad mishnei ha'asimanim. He shechts both simanim, but only half of each simon um, by the oaf. The shechita is pasul. Yeah, so so too if one shechts half of both simanim by the oaf, the shechita is pasal. However, roiv echad ba'ov, if shech majority of one simanim by the oaf, or rov shnai majority of two simanim by the behemah, aval shochet rubah shal simanim echad ba'ov, or rubah shal kal echad mishnei simanim by behemah, shechita sek shera. If you shech rov of one simanim by the oaf, or rov of both simanim by the behemah, the shechita is kosher. Because we learned, rubai shal echad kamayu, rubai is kakulai. And the Gemara explains that our Mishnah repeats this halacha two times, to teach us that whether it's shkita of chulin or whether it's shkita of kachim, 
Kashir Hashkit Lashkit is going to be kosher when it roiv of Echad Ba'of or roiv Shnayim Ba'behema, that would be kosher both by Chulin and both by Kachin.